the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to this 820 AM The Word broadcast special, Heart of the City. Pastors, ministry leaders, and churches have received a call to serve their communities with the love and compassion of Christ. The call is from God's heart to the heart of the city. This is Heart of the City. I'm Chuck Olmstead, the Director of Local Ministry Development for 820 AM The Word. I have a friend with me today. It's Tom Dushman, Senior Pastor of Gateway Fellowship in Paulsbo. Tom, welcome to Heart of the City. Yeah, thank you. It's good to see you again. I'm, I'm glad you started off by calling me a friend. <laughs> well, you are <laughs> a friend. We've been a friend for a while. You, we have. Yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, I've, I've had the practice here for uh a couple of times now during this COVID crisis, uh, I called my friend Kai Martin, who's a pastor over in in Seattle, and I said, Kai, I just need you to come in, and, and I'd love for our listeners just to hear uh, the heart of a pastor. And and when I thought about coming over to Paulsbo, I thought the same thing with you, Tom. Uh, it's almost like I we're sitting in a coffee shop uh, and just having a conversation. I'm sure some of your congregation would like to do the same thing with you, even though you can't meet with them personally. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's almost like I, I just want to have a conversation with you to talk about what's going on in your life and dealing with uh, COVID right now and then and then what's happening in your church. So um, let's do that. Yeah, let's, let's, uh, do let, let's have that conversation. And, and because the one thing that I've noticed about what's happening with me personally is I noticed just some different changes in how I perceive things or how I'm feeling or, and, and that are kind of strange and different than what I've felt before on a regular basis. And uh, and I know others are doing the same. So how are you doing, Tom? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if I could ask that. I think the way you described it, strange and different, yeah. is really a good way to describe it. You know, they're interesting days, aren't they? Yeah. And they are all for all of us. And we're all trying to navigate um, times that, you know, I don't know that we were at all prepared for, really. I shared with someone the other day, um, that I, I feel like I'm under probably the most stress I've ever been under as a pastor and, and for many, many years now, but I'm sleeping the best I've ever slept at night. That's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. And I think I think there's a reason for that. I think um, what I live with, and I think you do as well, um, is that God's hand is on all things. I mean, one of the things that's been so encouraging to me is to remember that passage in Colossians, right? He is in all and over all. And so, um, you know, God is not absent during these times. And so I think that's why I sleep so well at night. God, your, your hand is in this and we may not always see how and exactly how, but you are. Yeah. Well, it is. And sleep is a, is a good indicator of that, isn't it? You know, of how, how we sleep and how we, how we function, you know. You and I were talking about uh, just earlier before we started recording. Uh, uh, you had mentioned a study that Barna had done on loneliness. I think it was Barna. I don't. Yeah. I think it was. Anyway, on loneliness and people, you know, we we are digitally connected, but you know, disconnected, right? Socially and meeting, 
talking with one another and being in community with one another. Mm -hmm. And it's been a huge problem. I think it is now. Yeah. Well, it is. And and I think uh, one of the things I guess I'd I'd love for us to be able to communicate is that believers uh, can go through those same kinds of issues that non-believers do in the sense of kind of a sense of loss, a, a loss of of um you know normalcy and that uh, we we can identify it the the difference is that we have a source to go to uh, and his name is Jesus to be able to help overcome those kinds of emotions and those kinds of feelings don't right. we right yeah. exactly and so um do you find yourself um you know exercising more or or trying to connect with family members in a different way or what what, do you, what are you doing yeah so you know I'm a runner you're a runner and right. and uh so um, I, I try to stay up on that, kind of dealing with an injury, recent injury. So mm-hmm. try to stay up, stay up with that. But I think, yeah, connecting with others. You know, now we're in our home offices, so that's a little bit different and a little bit challenging at times. But I think what has been probably the best for me, I have a small group of guys, and then I have a smaller, now a small circle of people that, that pursue me. Hmm. You know, and, and uh, I have drawn so much encouragement from the notes, from the the personal contacts, from my guys group. We meet every Thursday morning and it's virtually right now. Um, but the texts that come and so, yeah, creative ways, I think, of being connected to one another and um, not like what we want, but, you know, it's how we can right now. Yeah. So, well, I, you know, when when we walked uh, into the office and I had a chance to to see you, it was really nice. I mean, we probably shouldn't say this, but we shook hands, right? Yeah, you know, because it's it's kind of a kabuki dance that takes place, right? When you exactly. meet somebody, you're not supposed to know if you touch them or if you know if they're going to be offended if you get too close to them, and you know, so it's it's all of that that's yeah. kind of strange. And as a pastor, you know, just the probably the normalcy. You were talking about stress, yeah, and and there's a stress to being a pastor when everything, when it's non-COVID and you've got church services and meetings and events and all the kinds of things. And so you have stresses there. But like you said, this is a kind of a different kind of a stress. It's it an is. unnormal stress. Isn't yeah, it? because you're, you're, you're like every pastor trying to lead a community of people. You're trying to deal with the needs of people. Um, and then, and then you have a, um, a bit of a disconnect because you can't, you can't, in some case, you can't go to their homes. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't. I did um, a funeral here at the at the church not long ago, and you know, when you have to tell a family, you can only have just a few. That's hard. Mm-hmm. It's hard for a pastor to do. That's hard for the family, mm-hmm. even more so. Um, so, where you're wanting to reach out to people and help them. You know, spiritually and mentally and emotionally, it is really difficult. And I think pastors deal with that. Yeah. Well, there's just, I think I've gained a better appreciation for the fact of just the presence of someone close by. Right. You right. know, I'm in Zoom meetings every day, and you, and you may be as well, yes. or team meetings, that yeah. sort of thing, uh, on video. And there is that communication that takes place. But the reality of the presence of another person right. with you, yeah, you know, really is different. Is different, and and the level of engagement, or if you want to say intimacy, of a conversation, 
You know, yeah. you and I, I'm in your office right now, yeah. and we're able to talk and look eye to eye, face to face. We can see each other's body language and understand and just have a connection that we normally don't have in a Zoom conference call. Exactly. And this is why I'm right now I'm loving Sunday mornings because we're able to open up with a very limited group um, with the social distancing and, and all is taking place. So I think our max is 135, 150, you know, in an auditorium that will seat 800 or something like that. Um, but I tell you what. It's great to see the faces of, of real people mm-hmm. and and to be able to connect in that way and have some level of fellowship and some level of community. Yeah, when you don't have it, then you know how much you've missed it. Well, and that's true. Yeah. That truly is true. The, just the idea of, of, of having that physical connection, that personal connection, that the presence of that other person, I certainly have a better appreciation for it and recognize how much more I need that. Right. You know, I obviously, I, my wife and I, you know, we see each other every day and we're nearby each other, but when it's coworkers or other people in the church, you know, that sort of thing to not be able to connect with them, you know, uh, you might be able to text or see them on Facebook, but, but, <laughs> There's just nothing about like being it's with right. a fellow brother or sister in Christ and having right. that that uh, that presence around with. We them. were made to be in relationship. We were right relationship with God and relationship with others. Right, it's true. So uh, you mentioned church. So yeah. so how have you navigated through uh, initially? You know, a few months ago, and how has that changed now? with being able to come back into, you know, some some services. Yeah. Well, of course, just like everyone else, we were forced to go online, and I'm thankful for just a great team here at Gateway, and we were able to navigate that because we were already online. So that that was helpful. Um, it went pretty seamlessly. You know, you always have the the challenges and, you know, technology and I think sometimes the devil lives in technology, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know that, don't you? Yes, I do. And so we deal with all that. But I'm thankful for the team that we have and do a really, really good job um, with that. Um, and then managing the coming back together. Oh, man. Um, we have a, a COVID health director who has taken on um, the, you know, the challenge of understanding what all of the requirements are and then leading the team and so when you go into our auditorium now i do share with our the people who come on sunday um the the stripes on the floor the color you know all the sign this is not the creative genius of our team this is what we're required to do you know in one door out the other door so it's been a little bit of an interesting thing to to manage but you know um um people come in and they're just grateful to be together Mm-hmm. And and there's great attitudes, and we come in, and we worship together. Um, the bulk of the campus is online, um, but we're together. Mm-hmm. And then I, I watch as people leave out in front, and uh, they're they're gathering together, socially distanced, you know, as best they can, but they're gathering and still talking together. So yeah, yeah. Well, it helps. Ge- for me, give me the appreciation for those believers that are living in countries where they're not allowed to gather. Right. 
and how many risks those people will take just to be able to have that physical oh uh, contact yep. and have house, a house meeting yes. in a basement or something yes. like that, where you begin to understand that need there to fellowship with other believers and have that connection is powerful. Right. It's, it's powerful and it's needed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, and I think that's what, at least for me, um, this time has really, has really um, brought the forefront of my mind, how, my mind how much we need one another, how much we need to be in relationship w- with one another. And sometimes you have to pursue that. Yes. Right? Because sometimes it's, it is really easy to kind of draw back and step away. Relationships can be messy and they can be work. Um, nonetheless, God calls us into relationships, I think. Yeah. So. Well, and especially even in the Christian environment, because right. we're we're called back into relationship with each other, but people are dealing, even believers, in different ways as far as this COVID is concerned. Right. Some are incredibly fearful, right, and they wanted they don't want to have that physical contact with you. Others, you know, are want a warm embrace, and you can't do it. Yeah. And so, learning how to navigate, especially as a pastor or a church leader, understanding that your congregation isn't monolithic they're they're experiencing different levels of fear of loneliness of of you know anxiety and knowing how to then minister to them is complex isn't it it is complex and um i think that's where you really really depend on the community to come together and to um and to and to live in community i think how we're designed to live Mm -hmm. and to minister to one another it's never going to come from one person. I think that we know that, or one pastor, or one team. It's going to have to come from people. Yeah, you know, ministering to each other, supporting one another, being in community together. And my heart goes out, particularly for younger younger parents um, who are managing some cases two two careers, or trying to, or they've lost one, you know, one side of the right. income, right? right? And now their kids are at home, and now they've become homeschool parents in some form or fashion. You might have a teacher online, but, you know, you have your kids there. And, you know, stress has become really, really high. Yeah, yeah. I, I talked to my daughter. She lives on the East Coast, and her her my youngest grandson is a senior in high school this coming fall. Yeah. And it's been incredibly stressful on him in the spring to not be in school with his mates, you know, right. and now projecting for uh, for next fall uh, that he may not be in school with his, his friends for his senior right. year, incredibly tough. It is, and my grandson graduated this year. Of course, graduation looked different, mm-hmm. right? And so they, they miss out on, you know, what, what would have been. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah. So as you're teaching now, yeah. what, what are you, what are you teaching your congregation? What are the what are the topics of your messages? Yeah, these you days? know we're we're just this Sunday I'm concluding the Book of Exodus, and a series we call Homeschool. And <laughs> 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 we just figured everybody's at home. It's 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 homeschool, and uh, I've loved this journey through Exodus, mm. and where we see God, you know, pursuing man and pursuing. Um, um, relationship with man and wanting to dwell with man. But this Sunday, um, talking about uh, generously united in the mission of God. Hmm. Gener- and here's what I mean. Um, there's a lot of things going on in the world today. And 
um, I was sharing with someone um, recently, I, I think I see more division in the Big C Church than I've ever seen before. I think we're being divided on a lot of issues, you know, COVID, social issues. You see you know, opinions are running, you know, on both both the edges sure. there. And and um, people are, are being unified around opinions on these issues and these matters. And the message I want to deliver on Sunday, it really is coming from my heart, um, that we're we'll to be generously united in the mission of God. So what is the mission of God? And being generously united means to me that it's okay to have a variety of opinions. Um, that's okay. Let's just be careful we keep the primary primary mm-hmm. and don't let the secondary slip into the primary. So trying to trying to draw our focus on what is it that Jesus has really called us to do? What are we to be unified in? And then I'll be generous with you and your opinion and this person's opinion, and that's all okay. But let's be united in just this one thing. What is it that Jesus has called us to do? Yeah. Generously united in the mission of God. It's kind of how I'm, I'm teaching it. Well, it is important, isn't it? Because without that, you know, I've, I've been reading uh, Philippians where, you know, Paul is, is uh, exhorting them to have a unity of mind right. and a unity of faith. Right. And, uh, <laughs> you know, you can almost tell the strife uh, that's coming, whether someone's watching Fox or MSNBC, yes. as opposed to as, as opposed to a believer, as you just suggested, right. that that they're saying, "What is the purpose of the kingdom of God through me at this time, and how how can I help my brother right. to go through that?" They're thinking in terms of politics or cultural issues. Yeah, exactly right. And, you know, if you look at two buckets, and now we hear hear the word essential right. and non-essential, right? Well, I think in the church there are essential things, and there are some things that are non-essential. So the color of the carpet, that's a non-essential, right? right? To me, anyway. I mean, it's important to some people. But, you know, churches have been divided over things like that, right? And really not related to the mission at all. It's just opinion and it's preference. So, you know, purpose over preference, you know, which is, what's it going to be? And so I'm, I'm trying to separate the non-essential from the essential. So what is essential in the mission of God and what's he called us to do? And then let's, let's exhibit grace in all the other areas. Mm-hmm. You know? So if you could, I, not that I want you to preach your sermon here, but if you could identify what is that essential thing? What is what is what are yeah. the essentials that yeah. you say are are essential? Yeah, Jesus is Lord. <laughs> <laughs> That's essential. Mm-hmm. The authority of of the Word of God, I think, is essential. The moral code of the Bible, I think, is essential. So there are a, are a number of of things I think that are essential to the mission of God to making disciples. And so that's what I'm sharing on Sunday. God has called us to go into all the world and make disciples. That is our purpose, and that's our mission. And uh, and you get a lot of ideas on how to do that, you know, Mm -hmm. but that's our purpose, that's our mission. So that, to me, those things fit into the essential bucket, and um, um, that's where our focus should be. It's a non-essential bucket where you get a lot. I mean, there's a lot there, right? Mm -hmm. Um. You can look at, as hard as you want, 
but you're not going to find the name of your candidate in the Bible. <laughs> right? <Nope. laughs> it's not going to be there. Right. Um, it's it's true. But yet, I've you're right. I've seen more divisiveness amongst believers when it comes to those kinds of things. Right. And, right. and uh, social media. Yes. And, uh, you know, ha- has uh, pushed that along so rapidly. It has. And and I think, you know, there there's a day when God's going to sort all of this out. Mm-hmm. And I think we're all looking forward to, <laughs> to that day. But in the meantime, let's unite on the essentials. Yeah. What we know, you know, and. So. And I think that's what what that comes back down to, to having that mind of Christ. And I was just reading uh, this morning as I was uh, coming over on the ferry and and uh, just preparing, is that well, this author the author was talking about humility and saying um, and saying that um, you know we can't in and of ourselves uh, become humble. You know we we want that to happen. But humility actually comes when we are taking on the mind of Christ and spending time yeah. with the Lord. That humility is a byproduct of that. It's not something that we generate in ourselves, because when we try to generate humility, we suddenly become proud. We become proud. Right? Yeah. And so unity, in my mind, is kind of the same thing. Right. We, to strive to become unified has its has its difficulties, but when we have the mind of Christ and we are walking in the presence of Christ and our our walk is based on him and his his ideas uh, and his desire to work through us, then we can become unified yeah exactly and i 'm always taken by um, the one another injunctions in the Bible right and uh, so um, and one i 'll be mentioning on Sunday that we 're to bear with one another hmm. and we just put up with each other. Right. And so sometimes, you know, you're going to put up with me and sometimes I'm going to put up with you. And sometimes my idea might be strange and sometimes your idea might be strange or maybe we're out to lunch in some area. I don't, I don't, but sometimes we've got to just bear with one. Another. That's the grace I think. And that's the generosity. I know in my own marriage, you know, with Jen, um, I'm called to be generous towards her as God was generous towards me. And that's true for all of us, isn't it? It is. So he was generous to us, toward us. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're speaking with uh, Tom Dushman, senior pastor at Gateway Fellowship in Paulsbo. And uh, Tom, we've just got a couple of minutes left. Uh, Let's transition just for a second. You and I were speaking about Gateway schools. Yeah. And so talk to me for a second. Are are you going to be able to open this year? You know, right you know, now, what's happening with schools? Yeah, right now, uh, last week we rolled out our five-day-a-week plan. And so right now, as it sits right now at this time of the day, <laughs> we are moving forward with a five-day-a-week plan at, at, at Gateway. And so we were organizing to do that. Now, we all know that things could change quickly. Mm-hmm. I described to my team that these days are like driving through a construction zone with pop-up detour signs. You're heading in one direction, and all of a sudden you have to detour. So we are planning right now our model is five-day-a-week school, knowing different mandates could come out and it might, might change that. But we are then ready to go totally online as we, as we were. Yeah. Recently. Well, the, one of the exciting things that you had mentioned is that with, with that ability of, of virtual school or online learning, that uh, you know, there can be students that are uh, 
a significant distance away right. that could be still a part of yes. Gateway Schools. Yeah. Uh, talk to me a, a bit about that. Yeah, so with online, of course, distance really does, doesn't doesn't matter. And so we're looking at international students, um, um, homeschool students who might want to just jump in for a particular classroom and that type of thing, those those types of ideas. Or like you say, students from anywhere that can, that can be a part um, of our learning experience. I'm really proud of our, our teachers. And throughout all of Gateway, um, we commit to, to leading from, teaching from um, a biblical worldview. And that, that's true in our schools as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, if a parent wants to know more about uh, Gateway Christian Schools or they want to know more about Gateway Fellowship, uh, how do they reach you or one of your staffers? GatewayChristianSchools.org. Okay. GatewayChristianSchools.org, and there's information there. Yeah, well, good. And then as far as uh, the fellowship is concerned, yeah. it's gatewayfellowship.com. Dot com. Gatewayfellowship.com. Yeah. So, and you've, uh, if you can't, uh, so are you doing scheduled services? Do you have to register to yeah, come so, to uh, the physical? Uh, yeah. Well, you don't have to, but it, it saves your seat. There you go. Now, what we tell people is you can register at Gateway, and it just reserves your seat. It's not... It's not contact tracing or anything like that. Right. It just reserves your seat. And uh, if there are open seats, anybody who walks up can come in. Super. Yeah. Tom, thanks for just sharing today. Good to it was uh, good to join a cup of coffee with you over yeah. the table and, uh, and just encourage our listeners today. If you want to know more about uh, Gateway Christian Fellowship, you can go to gatewayfellowship.com. If you want to learn more about Gateway Christian Schools, you can go to gatewaychristianschools.com. God bless you. Thank you, Chad. You've been listening to this 820 AM, the word special, Heart of the City. For more information on how your pastor or your ministry can be featured on 820 AM, the word, call Chuck Olmstead, 206-269-6216, or go to thewordseattle.com.